to the Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. I'm Mel. Matt. I'm Robin. Yay! We cheer we ourselves did. when we get it right. Yay! <laughs> I remembered my name. You, re- you remembered your name, but not the word I'm, Matt. <laughs> oh, <man>. Matt! Oh. <laughs> so you get half a point. I know and <laughs> and in, in line with the tradition of getting guests that uh, we're having people on this podcast who share names with characters that we're talking about, just to make things really confusing, uh, we have a very special guest this week. It's Jess! Yay! Hello! <laughs> it's going to be very confusing talking about this episode and going, Jess, Matt, Robin, Claire, who are all characters in Netflix now. We still don't have a Mel. I'm sorry, Mel. I'm sad. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe in Daredevil Season 2. Wink, wink. More on that in a minute. Sure. The Punisher's, <laughs> name, is, the Punisher's name is Melanie. Yeah, <laughs> Melanie Cartel, the Punisher. <laughs> um, so, Jess, I have to ask you, because we have discussed Jessica Jones before at uh, comic conventions, when I was dressed as Jessica Jones, I think. Um, but uh, you've seen the entire series, haven't you? Uh, yeah, I think I binged it in a day and a bit. Nice. Yeah, it kind of it kind of all blended into one at the end. So today I kind of had to watch a couple of episodes just to remember what was where. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like, well, you know how people are on Facebook where it's like, oh my god, Jessica Jones, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Yeah. I was like, well, we did that with Daredevil as well, so no doubt we'll do it with Daredevil again just to get it out the way. But now I re- yeah, really, really enjoyed it. I think it was a, for to binge watch. It was a bit heavy. Yeah. By the end, I was kind of like, I, I needed to sit down. I um, <laughs> really, yeah, really loved it. These guys have it easy watching one episode a week. You don't know how easy you have it, guys. <laughs> it is easy. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Going one, one at a time. Oh, cool. Yeah. This episode, I don't know. I was like, come on, another freaking week? No. <laughs> <laughs> you can watch the next one straight after this, Robin. I will. I'll give you. Well, we'll watch it tonight. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, and you knew about the character of Jessica Jones before watching the show, Jess. Jessica. I, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I worked in a comic shop for about four years, about ten years ago, and we had all of Alias. And to be honest, I'd ignored it for quite a while until one of my co-workers was like, oh, you have to give this a go. And yeah, I really liked it, and I hadn't read a lot of the Marvel Max series at the time. Mm. So, um, yeah, it was kind of like, ooh, swearing and like, <laughs> all this lot. And, um, yeah, re- yeah, really liked it. And that got me onto, like, the Punisher, <clears throat> uh, the, the Max series of that, which I mainly forgotten, but remember enjoying as well. So I'm hoping when Punisher comes into Daredevil, he'll kind of have a little bit of the, the griminess that the Marvel Max Daredevil did. I hope so too. Um, Punisher going We want grimy Punisher, grimy Frank Castle, Frank, uh, grimy Mel, Melanie Castle. <laughs> <laughs> I also just, just binge watched Walking Dead as well, so yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, um, yeah, Shane playing uh, Frank Castle, so I'm looking forward to that as well. Awesome. Uh, and we should say as well quickly, um, Jess does the most awesome illustrations, and I have them all over my drawing board at home, and they're so cute. And they're adorable. And if you ever thought that like Wolverine couldn't be adorable, he really is. Because I'm looking at all Wolverine by Jess right now. It's so cute. Um, so I'm going to go through a little bit of news. 
Really, there's only there's only one important thing this week, which is we have a release date for Daredevil season two. Hooray! Yay, it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Quick! <laughs> ah, so it's March the eighteenth, um, which is really exciting because it's a lot sooner than I think anyone kind of realised. But what this does mean is we've worked it out and gone, ah, oh, that would give us one week break in between finishing Jessica Jones. And starting Daredevil. So what it might mean is we're zero not weeks. sure. Or zero, so, yeah, sorry, zero weeks. So um, we were going to cover the Alias comics after covering Jessica Jones. We're not sure um, uh, what's going to be the case with those at the moment. It might be that we do those over the summer after Daredevil and waiting for Luke Cage. We're not sure yet, guys. But we will do them because they're so good. Um, but, yeah, so that's very exciting. There's been one kind of little teaser trailer released at the um, at the moment for season two. I think it would be okay for, for you guys to watch. There's not really any spoilers. It, it sort of harkens back to a lot of the stuff that happened in uh, in season one. So I think you guys would be able to see it if you wanted to. I give you permission, Robin. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Robin's like, I've already seen it 12 times. <laughs> Um, yeah, and the other thing is we have some very late feedback from last week. We actually have a few bits of feedback on last week's episode. Mm. So I thought we could do, go through these before we start this episode. Robin, I've just sent you a voicemail from Moira, if you were right to play it. I actually watched this a few days ago while I was on holiday, and I'm realizing because of the time, that you are actually probably already recording as I'm recording this, so I'm going to try to be quick and send it right off to you and let you know it's coming, and maybe you'll still see it in time. Anyway, um, listen, this one, Top Shelf Perverts. I was really grateful that Kelgrave foiled Jessica's plot, because i got to tell you, I would not have been happy if we'd had to watch several episodes of her and Supermax. I just didn't think it was going to be all that interesting. But, uh... Oh. <laughs> Someone silenced Moira from what she was going to say. <coughs> oh no! <laughs> Punisher got Moira. Melanie <laughs> <laughs> Punisher. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, we hope you're okay, Moira. Um, She's not. <laughs> oh no. She, she was boring Mel, so. <laughs> you send your feedback late, Mel's going to put a bullet in your forehead. <laughs> what happened? I can try it again here. I might have just my auto lock might have turned it off. It's okay, if you want, I can I can put it in. Don't bother. She died. That's in what you. she said. <laughs> <laughs> I killed <Okay>. her. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody uh, needs to know her last. Her <laughs> last words were no, Mel, no. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody needs to know. I told you. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Moira. We hope you're okay. We know you're not because apparently Mel did kill you, which is uh, is a terrible shame. Um, I don't know if we actually have any feedback from you for this week. Actually, we don't. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, we do. It's just come in. Oh, you. I would have been really, I would have been really worried then. I would have been like, oh, my, oh my word. Mel really did kill Moira. <laughs> um, and we also got another um, piece of feedback last week um, from Caroline. Uh, first bit of feedback from Caroline, uh, which says, hello there. Hope this isn't too late. Uh, it is Caroline, but we'll read it anyway, because we appreciate anyone sending us feedback. I very much enjoyed this episode overall, but I wanted to talk just about the Brett Mahoney cameo real quick. Despite being kind of minor, I really liked him in Daredevil and was looking forward to possibly seeing him in season two. 
Then, when there was a gun pointing at his head this episode, I was a little afraid they were just going to kill him off in a show that's not really his, and where no one had an emotional connection to him. And then we'd get back to season two of Daredevil, and everyone would be like, shame about Brett, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> oh, that would be so sad. I guess that would have been kind of cool, but mostly devastating, so I'm glad it didn't happen. For most of this season, every single time we were in a hospital, which was a lot, I'd think, oh, oh, are we going to see Claire? And every single time we were in a police station, which was a lot, I'd think, oh, oh, are we going to see Brett? So it was a cool little reward to finally see one of them. Thanks a lot for the podcast, guys. It's just awesome. Caroline. Thank you, Caroline. And your email was awesome as well. And that would be really sad if Brett got killed and it wasn't even in his own show. I would have loved it if Daredevil Season 2 opened up with an old lady smoking a cigar with tears running down her cheeks. Oh, no! At a funeral. (laughs) We get uh, many rivers to cross playing again. (laughs) Just like a funeral. Oh. It's so sad. Um, So, yeah, thanks for the feedback for uh, last week, guys. And we'll have more feedback later for this week. So, now it's time to get into this week's episode, which was episode eight. We're over over halfway through, guys. Which was called AKA WWJD, which we worked out wasn't where would Jessica dance or why won't Jessica die? It was what would Jessica do? Um, This episode was written by Scott Reynolds. Oh, sorry? I said I was so close. Not really. You were with so close, but close but no cigar uh, from Brett's mum. Oh, cigars. <laughs> <laughs> so this was written by Scott Reynolds, and it was directed by Simon Selim-Jones, who also directed last week's episode. And you guys ready to go? Did Scott Reynolds work on Dexter? Yeah. Did he work on Dexter? Um, I don't know. His I name don't know. Maybe. I'm I, I didn't really watch Dexter, so I would not be the person who knows. So the episode begins, mm-hmm. and we are um, straight after where we left off last week. We are in the house um, on Birch and Higgins, and we get a, uh, a flashback where Jessica sees her mum, dad, and brother ready to leave for vacation. Uh, adult Jessica watches them leave. Um, young Jessica, she sees young Jessica walk downstairs. And then Kilgrave welcomes Jessica home. Were you guys happy that we followed straight off from where we left off? Great. Uh, she sounds just like Kristen Ritter. The actress sounds just like Kristen Ritter? <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think she does a good job. She looks, I think she looks a bit like um, Christina Ritchie. I think she looks like Linda Cardellini from Freaks and Geeks. Oh, she does. Uh. Oh, yeah. She does look more like her than Chris- Christina Ritchie. You're right. Uh, Kilgrave is still wearing his V-neck sweater, so I'm very happy about that. Because David Tennant looks lovely in that V next one. Um, and Kilgrave, <laughs> Kilgrave says he won't command Jessica for anything. He wants trust both ways. But he has uh, got Hank the bodyguard to keep an eye on her. And this is when Hank finds Jessica's phone and Kilgrave takes it. And obviously that will be important later in the episode. Uh, Kilgrave tells Jessica that he's not delusional. He's just optimistic. You'd think that he'd have more than just one bodyguard. Maybe that bodyguard is Hank McCoy, a.k.a. Beast from the X-Men, so he only needs one. That must be it. I'm going with that. Sure. It's just going to like turn blue and blue and furry at the end of the episode. <laughs> it's all connected, Matt. It's all connected. <laughs> yeah. And then this is when, in this scene after we see the height chart, this is when we get the first mention of Kilgrave's parents. Um, he sort of mentions them briefly. 
and we get more on that in the episode later. And then we find out that because Jessica once told him that her happiest memories were of home, Kilgrave bought uh, exact replicas of everything in Jessica's childhood home, which is really, really scary, particularly when he tells her he used the magnifying glass <laughs> to ID the CDs. I was like, ah! That's I know. <laughs> it's weird. It's a little obsessive. Why is she not creeped out? I think she is. I, I think, think she she's just... She's yeah. not showing it. Well, she's not. She can't. She's trying to infiltrate. Yeah. She spent a lot of time with Kilgrave, so... <laughs> I'm assuming this is kind of par for the course. We get a bit of an idea of what the CDs might be, because on her bedroom wall, she has posters for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Green Day, and Nirvana. Yeah. Which is very much a, like, little little snapshot of, of young Jessica. Um, and and uh, young me. <laughs> and, and young Robin. <laughs> At least a uh, 20-year-old Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and we also meet the two staff who Kilgrave don't, doesn't know their names, which is kind of, I like, that's a nice detail because he really doesn't see them as people. Uh, Laurent and Alva. And they're so adorable. I feel so bad for them in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I still, I still wonder if they got like, I mean, this is skipping ahead a lot. I wonder if they got killed at the end. <laughs> I don't know if they did. What do you mean? Well, they were in the house, weren't they? But yeah, but. The I know explosion the outside, but, you know, they I don't know. They, they The glass could have shattered inside. I don't know. What do you think? They were still at the window looking outside. Oh, and no, that's horrible. On their faces. Into their eyeballs. Oh, uh, oh that's so horrible. Um, so uh, Jessica on, well, Kilgore's got the phone. Jessica gets a call from Trish. And uh, Jessica lies to her and says that she's currently out of the city. And then she proves to Trish that she's not under Kilgrave's control. Trish is kind of freaking out a bit because uh, Simpson has vanished. And I like that, <laughs> that Jessica kind of looks at Kilgrave and he just kind of shrugs like, mm, I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, and he gives her a gift and then invites her to dinner that night. Does this remind anyone of Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> Because it did me. Yeah, <laughs> you ordered yeah, you for dinner. Yeah. That's not a request. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just wanted like Lumiere and Cogsworth to appear. <laughs> that, that's the two helpers. Oh, it is. Oh, my word. Oh, so who's the wardrobe that talks to Jessica? Oh, it talks to Belle in the bedroom. Is that Trish? Madame yes. Wardrobe, or whatever her name is. Oh, someone needs to do that. They need to do like Kilgrave as the Beast and Belle as... Because that is, that is a full-on Stockholm Syndrome story anyway, isn't it? Um, yes. So the gift that Kilgrave has given her... Which one would her, Which one? Ooh, Gaston? <laughs> Except he's not Maybe. in love with Belle. <laughs> Who's in love with Belle? Oh, Reuben! Oh, <laughs> 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 Oh, it's really sad. Um, that means that Robin is LeFou. Uh, so... Yes, I am. <laughs> Um, Go on. There's there's a couple of notes I had if you guys hear me okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we hear um, you, Robin. Okay. So uh, I one note I had was during their like opening talk to each other, and I noted how it was interesting how consent came up twice during that inf- during that conversation. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the first time was um, she said that she had like a one party consent to record. On her phone, yeah, right. Everybody yep. here, okay. And yeah. uh, and then like moments later, um, 
she says, you know, one rule I have is you're not going to touch me. And he says, I'm not going to touch you without your consent. <laughs> so I thought it was interesting how there was consent back and forth. I don't know if that means anything, but. Well, it comes up later as well when he, when she confronts him about what he did to her. And yeah. he, he really doesn't understand, like, really what he did wrong. Because he sort of says he never knows if someone's saying you know, they're, they're actually yeah. giving consent or they're not, or they're just saying it because he's controlling them. So it's, I think, a that's, big part of this episode. That's such bullshit, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, he, I yeah. know he knows, he knows when he's controlling the people. Come on. He's, I think I mean, he just has a complete lack of empathy. I think he's complete sociopath, you know? He just doesn't get it. Um, we'll find out as well more. I don't know if he does. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he does. Um, I'm I'm not sure. I think he's he had just has a complete lack of empathy and just doesn't know basic basic ways of basic morals and basic ways of dealing with people and whether that's down to his his parenting like he says later we'll obviously find out. The other point I had was if she's not actually his prisoner why does he insist on holding on to her phone? <laughs> Um, I think it's because he hates being recorded, like he says later, doesn't he, at the hostage That's thing. I think, yeah, he hates being recorded because he doesn't want any proof of him. Well, at least she has better taste in music than um, Foggy, Flashback Foggy, because Flashback Foggy is listening to Train, whereas yes. at least Flashback <laughs> Jessica listens to Nirvana and yes. Red Hot Chili Pepper and uh, Green Day. But Nirvana, yay! Oh, man. I finally discovered something I don't like about Foggy. Okay, there we go. <laughs> And Mel's just like, yeah. Mel hates Foggy. What of men? That's what I've been seeing all along. Okay, so I'm recording. I don't want to ha- jump on the hate train. <laughs> oh, Robin. Uh, <laughs> get on all the bad jokes. While Whenever Robin's here. about to make a pun, Jess, please jump in. Please feel free, honestly. If it was not Robin's puns. Anyways, like, are we recording? Because I was about yeah. to say something, and I don't think you guys heard me yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, say it now. Say it now, Mel. Okay, you guys were talking about, uh, well, what the hell was that? <laughs> you turned into a robot for a minute, but that it's That was, okay. was an echo. Oh. Everything. God, I should be sorry. Sabotage me. <laughs> <laughs> you guys supposed to say sabotage? Sabotage. <laughs> sorry. Sabotage. Go on, Mel. Anyways, as I was saying... When you guys were talking about Kilgrave knowing exactly what he was doing, I don't agree with that. I don't think he knows. I think his view is completely skewed. Mm. Yeah. He's so like, hmm. Yeah, he he's probably He knows. He knows. Oh, we, we're turning into robots again, aren't we? No, you sound fine to me. I just heard that echo again. <laughs> yeah, he's probably not used to like even talking to a person who's not completely under his thrall, so Oh yeah. His- when someone is constantly agreeing with you and saying, "Oh yes, yes, you're right about everything," then mm-hmm. you're going to develop he these probably, really skewed views. He probably doesn't the even look at people as people. Like, he, mm. yeah. Well, like he didn't know the the servants' names. You know, he's like, "Oh, tell her your names." He doesn't see them as people. Um, we saw his frustration as well last week when he was buying the the house and he went to use his powers on the guy when he was buying the house, and then he kind of stopped himself. So that's obviously the first thing he he goes to do. So later on when he's saying, I have to choose my words so carefully, I'm kind of like, mm, well, you can obviously turn it on and off. So I think I, he does He does know they're people. They're just useless people to him. Mm, yeah, true. Well, they're resources. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Kilgrave is sitting at dinner at the table waiting, uh, which is an amazing feels. quote. Oh, <laughs> waiting for Kristen Ritter to turn up to dinner with you. I freaking hate waiting for people so bad, <laughs> especially when they just don't show up on time and it's just like no excuse. Yeah, I really no hate it. I'm very ahead. much on punctuality. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, so Jessica hasn't worn the dress because instead she ripped it in half, which was amazing. Um, <laughs> and she says a quote, uh, which I will say, which is purple's not really my color. Um, so then she sits at dinner and chugs her wine. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever drunk wine like this, but I timed it, and I think she drinks a bottle of wine in just over a minute. I was like, wow. <laughs> She's going to be dead. <laughs> I was like, wow. And you know that Kilgrave's probably got some really nice wine, very, you know, proper nice wine, and she's just chugging it. Um, Did I ever say anything about her powers kind of affecting how she drinks alcohol? They've never said that, no. They haven't. I can't even remember if they say it in Alias, do they? Because, like, obviously, like, Captain America has said in the film, you can't get drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'm wondering if she had some other... It takes her a lot longer to get drunk, maybe, than regular. I always just assumed that. Yeah. It would make sense, because I think, like, the amount she's drunk... Like, we joked in another episode, like, we could do a drinking game and try and match... (laughs) <laughs> um, Jessica drink for drink but I think we would all be dead you know it's really yeah. impossible um, especially Jack Daniels yeah and she yeah. just goes through bottles and bottles of it <laughs> so I can imagine it probably is the same case because her powers with the super strength and everything are quite similar to Captain America it's sort of similar to the super soldier powers that we see uh, apart from one extra power we see later more on that do you think her powers increase as she gets drunk <gasps> That would be amazing. There must be a superhero where they have to get really, really drunk for their powers to increase. Uh, Jackie Chan. (laughs) 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 I was like, there has to be one that exists that's like that. Yes. Wasn't there one in in, uh, Misfits? I don't know if you guys ever saw Misfits, but yes, I don't know if you watched it. Wasn't there the character where she had to drink to remember who she was or something? That was like her power. Like, if she didn't drink, she had amnesia. It was something like that. Yeah, it was something like that. It was her power. I think because she was actually an imaginary friend. It was very weird. But I don't know. Yeah. I freaking love Misfits. Misfits is great. Um, so this is when Kilgrove says that he wants them to make a go of it. And I I think, and Jessica threw up in our mouths. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's just such a horrible thought. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and Kilgrave is completely incredulous that Jessica would blame him for her drinking problem. <laughs> Which is great. I mean, you know, just the, how preposterous his, he keeps deflecting all her, you know, her issues as like just hers and not anything mm-hmm. to do with him. One of the things. So hilarious. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, go on. He really doesn't see what he's done. Yeah. You really can't, like, to me, it's, like, so plainly obvious this whole episode. He's just really in denial about everything that he's done bad, you know. I think one of the things as well in this episode and the last last week's one, because last week was really where we got the main, um, uh, the first kind of big scene with Kilgrave, like the, the poker scene at the start. Um, and he's really funny in that scene, <laughs> like David Tennant is. And in this episode... He's really funny as well. Like, Kilgrave is really funny, but it it almost makes him scarier. Yeah. The fact that he's he's funny, because like you were saying, it makes him so completely unaware yeah. of his actions and, un, and, and uh, 
empath- empathetic. Yeah, that's a word. Um, you know, and um, it, it, that makes him scarier. Whereas, like with Kingpin, what made him scary, I think, was he could just lose his temper like that and would just like have a tantrum like a child, but he did kind of understand his actions. And like Vicky was saying last week, you know, he has a sort of moral code. He likes manners, you know, whereas Kilgrave, <laughs> just when he's like saying these things that are funny, you know, he's incredulous about this, but it's it just makes him even more scary. I love it. One of, one of the things that made me want to slap him was every time she's like, <laughs> oh, you made me kill so-and-so, and he's like, no, I didn't. Yeah, I wrote in my notes, that's the uh, jigsaw line of defence, you know, like in the Saw films. Yeah. It's like, I never killed anyone. It's like, well, you put them in a situation where they had to kill someone or die, so yeah, you're indirectly responsible for their death. Yeah, but I, he, he just comes across as being completely unaccountable. It was like, nah, didn't do anything. I thought, it's yeah. like, oh, so annoying. I, I, thought maybe the, I thought this was maybe, uh, like, just them pointing something out about Jess. I thought maybe, yeah, maybe she didn't need to kill her mm-hmm. and Jess actually did decide to, so maybe this was something. Yeah, that's what I how I saw it kind of. Yeah, I, I didn't like, see it as not Kilgrave. That it's not his fault. Yeah, I didn't see it you completely know, as Kildra- Kilgrave just trying to pass off the blame. I thought maybe she really did have something mm. to answer for here. I think it's well, interesting because yeah, yeah, she could have done a lot of other things, you know, to to kind of stop to stop Reva or to take care of her, but that she did go to that. Um, you know, I think even like with this sort of drinking thing as well, I think Kilgrave's kind of pointing out that there is a um, sort of darkness in Jess that was there before before he appeared. Because he says later she has survivor's guilt and we see because she feels responsible for the death of her family because it's because she threw the Game Boy that the car crashed. It's Nintendo's fault. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Nintendo is responsible for their for deaths. For being so addictive. Yeah. <laughs> Damn Nintendo. Lawsuit so, incoming. <laughs> that's before she got her superpowers, so she must have thrown that Game Boy really hard because <laughs> you hear it like shatter everywhere. Yeah. How do we? How do you know that? Well, you probably know that, but I didn't know that. I didn't know she had superpowers at that time. You did because you read the comics, Robin. You know, honestly, I don't fire. remember. I don't remember. I really don't remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, so that would have been no. before. Uh, now it's ruined. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, she broke the Game Boy. That means that she had powers back. I thought that was interesting. I just didn't remember from the comics anything. So. Pretty Any easy. of that. It's pretty easy to break electronics by throwing them against the wall. <laughs> and Matt has done it many times. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not the electronics fault. It's the game's fault. <laughs> you know, it's Matt's fault. That's why, that's how Matt's why Skype broke, because Matt threw his laptop against the wall. I do get very angry at video games, but I've never thrown them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the only point in this scene where Jess loses her temper is when they're talking about Reva. And then that's when we get the really creepy moment where the servants immediately enter and they put knives to their own throats. Safeguards. Oh, it's so creepy. It's horrible. I feel so bad for these two servants. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's interesting how you know he can he can say like well they're not following my every order but he also has the ability to um, implant these safeguards so like if this happens then do this you know yeah. but other than that you have free will <laughs> yeah exactly it's so yeah. messed up <laughs> but he thinks it, from his point of view they have complete you know there's complete free will but obviously there isn't it's yeah. Um, if Jess makes a smashy smashy, put a knife in your throat. Yeah. Um, 
And I think they're razors as well, because in the subtitles, I think he said you can leave the razors. I was like, razors? Yeah. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, they're like straight razors. Yeah. yeah. That's horrible that he's like armed them with the ra- Oh. Straight off. Okay. If they just picked up like the knives that were on the table or something, but the fact that he's given them these razors in case of that, you know. Yeah. Um, obviously, maybe to slice off each other's faces later, as we find out. <laughs> Even worse. So yes. Jessica leaves dinner. I thought it was sad that she just kind of like she's like I'm sorry to them. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, it's more people, like she says to to Simpson. You know, there's innocent people in the house. Like they haven't done anything. It's it's horrible. Um, so she heads upstairs. Uh, to go and get some rest, and this is where we see that Simpson has snuck into the house because he just can't stay away. Simpson, no. oh Simpson, <laughs> and he's he's snuck into the house and is hiding in one of the bedrooms, and he tells her, "I'm rescuing you," and she's like, oh, "You don't have to rescue me, you idiot! I I know what I'm doing." I like uh, how they have a quiet fight. They're fighting as quietly as possible. <laughs> Well, I just, she is. I don't know about him. But. Yeah. I love that she, I think in his mind, she is constantly emasculating him, you know, because he's like, I'm here to rescue you. And then she's like, no, I, you know, oh, I'm going to go and tell Kilgore if there's a bomb. You're rubbish. Go away. You know she, what I mean? And then she straddles him. Does she have to? Yeah. <laughs> I, think so. I think he deserves it. I do as well. I was like, oh. when I was he watching the show, it. he was really starting to, to annoy trying me. Trying to rescue the princess. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, look, this isn't Super Mario Brothers, and you're not taking my hand. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Simpson says that he's put a bomb in the basement to kill kill Grave, that's hard to say. Um, And Jessica says that um, if they kill Kill Grave, um, you know, there won't be, Hope's going to, you know, Hope will have no hope. Oh, there we go. Hope is going to basically put away for a murder she didn't commit. Um, and also there's innocence in the house, so she takes the detonator, which is the phone, away from Simpson. Then, oh, uh, this is, this is one thing that, um, you might have missed, um, cause it, it passed me by the first time I watched it, but he, he actually does care that there's innocence in the house. He said he timed the explosive to when they take out the trash. So, cause he's which, been watching the house for days. Yeah, which well, is impossible, if he, because if he blows up the house as well, it's not just there's innocence in the house, there's also innocence around, like, in the neighbourhood, you know what I mean? There's gonna, someone's gonna get hurt that isn't, you know, the neighbour could get hurt, I mean, she does later. What about... Oh, it's a smaller explosion. Oh. Because if, it, if the explosion is in the house, so. if it's at the gas main, it's gonna take out the entire house. So, I figured that it would probably it do some damage to the area as well. Does Sorry, it make Mel. sense either way, though? Because does it take two, does it take two people to take the trash out? How heavy? Three people? How heavy is the trash? Three people, including yeah, like, the bodyguard. What about Jessica? Like, was she planning on blowing up Jessica? Like, what? <laughs> what's going on here? Well, he's rescuing her, and then I'm assuming he thinks that Kilgrave won't notice that Jessica's vanished, yeah, and then he'll go, "Oh, servants, go and take out the trash, and then they'll blow up the house." I mean, I think it's a really bad plan on Simpson's part. It's terrible plan. I mean, we, we talked about terrible plans last week, but this plan is pretty terrible as well. He just needs to go. Go yeah, home. It's better go than home, Simpson, you're drunk. I'm going to Super <laughs> Go home, Simpson, you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Kilgrave knocks at the door and Jessica immediately says, uh, yeah, there's a bomb in the basement. While Simpson hides behind the door and is pretty annoyed. Um, 
So obviously he's just going to go home and think and forget about trying to take down Kilgrave, right? Right? No. Yeah. Right. He <laughs> of course he isn't. He's not obsessed at all. Uh, and then, uh, so Hank finds the bomb and then we see Jessica texting uh, someone sort of secretly and then Kilgrave immediately guesses that it was Simpson. And this is where there's the quote that, that Jess, you mentioned, which is uh, Kilgrave says that he never killed anyone. Hmm. And then he also says Jessica saved his life, so obviously she does care about him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, David Tennant, you're so creepy and horrible, but I love you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a huge fan of like of Doctor Who or anything, and uh, I thought he was great in this. Oh, he's brilliant. Because like you say, he's really funny. He is funny, but then he's just got that horrible, like blank unaccountability and. Mm. He really doesn't give a shit, which is, uh, yeah, I think he plays it really well. I was trying to explain, like, someone was asking me, they, they weren't watching the show when it was released, but they're going to watch it later, this is someone I know, and they asked me, like, how David Tennant was in it, and, like, what, what his character's like, and the three words I used for it were um, funny, terrifying, and pathetic, because I do think he plays it with this real patheticness as well. Oh, he certainly is and I love that. I think it's such so, so interesting. To, yeah, as much as I hate to say it, there are moments where you do kind of feel sorry for him. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't laugh because then he'll do something really dickish. <laughs> and you're just like, why, why did I feel sorry for him? But I, I like that they kind of skirt that line that you kind of want to feel sorry for him because he's so pathetic. But mm-hmm. yeah, he, he never quite redeems himself. Mm. And that, even later when he does the little thing saying, you know, oh, it's because his mum and dad, you know, never taught him this or that and all this. And Jessica's just like, uh, my mum and dad were, you know, killed and all this. And, you know, it's it's not an excuse. And he does these excuses. And I don't know, it just plays it very pathetic, um, which I love. I love I, I love it. Um, so now they've got rid of the bomb. Um, Kilgrave says he cares if Jessica dies, but the rest of humanity is basically fungible. Um, never heard that word before. I've never heard that word. I wrote it down. I was like, fungible? I had to look I, it up. <laughs> is, it, is it like expendable, I'm guessing? Yeah, replaceable. Oh, replaceable. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's like res- resources. Um, and Jessica's managed to get part of um, the confession of Kilgrave on Will's phone. Uh, in the next scene, one of my other favorite characters, Wendy. I do love Wendy. Uh, Wendy and Jerry are discussing uh, the divorce. Wendy still wants 70%. Um, and then she says people always asked her what she saw in Jerry, but Jerry was kind to her, but horrible to everyone else. Um, and that then Pam... Like someone, though. Sorry? <laughs> they were only, that wouldn't make me like someone. No. If they were only nice to me, but was, was horrible to everyone else. Because you think, yeah. well, they're still not a nice person. Yeah. It's so <laughs> special. <laughs> <laughs> they just like me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, maybe it's like saying about it's kind of a comment on Jessica and Kilgrave's relationship because he's like, well, I care about you. I don't care about anyone else. It's like, thanks. <laughs> I, <suppose. laughs> um, I just love I love Wendy standing up to, to Jerry. I love Wendy. She's badass. Yeah, I love her. Um, and Pam pulls Jerry out of the meeting. We get that great thing where she calls her Miss Hogarth. And Wendy's like, what, does she call you that in bed? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like hmm. it was like Careful. when you, Don't I think you joked, Mel, and said, um, like, no, I think on Intro to X you were saying, 
Don't oh, yeah, have jolly cool Skinner, <laughs> sir, in bed. Yeah, let's have a go. Yes. <laughs> They um, sleep with each other, so that's they, they do. They're totally in love. Um, in the next scene, <laughs> Trish is following Will, um, who's with a group of two other men from back in the day. Uh, <sighs> Will says that uh, Kilgrave is out of the city and they can now be together, but Trish is like, uh, no, no, we can't. And then Will says they can't be the hero as they aren't them. And I'm guessing he means like super powered people like Kilgrave and uh, Jessica. And the Hulk. Leaves. And the Hulk. Yeah, and the big green guy. Uh, in the next scene, so, Jessica... Oh, so wait, wait. I, I gotta say, this is actually a, a, a big a big moment for me. Okay. Like, because, okay so, because you're a shipper. Okay. Listen, uh, Will wants Trish to stay safe, but he's not being honest with her, and is kind of turning it around on her, making it mm-hmm. be like, oh, go back home, it's okay, whatever, I'm not doing anything. Uh, yeah, it's time for a lifeboat. I am totally off the SS Witch. <laughs> the SS Witch uh, is slowly sinking. <laughs> it, it is done. I am so done with that. You did this say, was not a, when you started shipping them, you did say, I will go down with the ship, Robin. Uh, <laughs> listen, I know better now. <laughs> this does not align with Trish's wishes. It's not what no, it's... it's <laughs> <laughs> That's what she should say to him. He'll be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's yeah, just, that's yeah. what she should say to everyone who displeases her. In the last episode or two, I was just, I, I really started to turn on Simpson. Like, he was kind of like funny and kind of dumb to begin with. And I liked <laughs> their, their relationship as it started. And I thought it was interesting that, you know, this, like, survivor of um, of Kilgrave's uh, uh, thrall uh, is actually, you know, having this relationship with somebody he had, to, he was sent to kill. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. Um, but now he's just, he's really, I don't know if he was always kind of a dick um, or if it's because he wants Kilgrave dead so bad that he's turning into a huge dick, but he's a huge dick now, so... Well, the show's all oh, about obsession. Reason. Oh, go on, Jess, sorry. Oh, no, no, I... I, I, I was going to say there is a reason, but I probably ruined the entire rest of the series. <laughs> by yes. saying, but, yeah, that there is... He's really great at the beginning, but then, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's about now, you kind of... I kind of feel like they, they did too much too soon with his character mm-hmm. as it plays yeah. out. And he was, it's a shame because I really liked him at the beginning because you're mm-hmm. like, at first you yeah. think he's going to be this throwaway character that's just sent in to kill, but then he keeps coming back and he's like, no, oh, I kind of feel for him a bit and oh, he's really nice. And then, yeah, I think for me, for the series as a whole, this was the one thing that I thought was a little bit shoehorned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin anything. <laughs> it, it, it's true, too, because, you know, he shows up as a cop, and we knew him as a cop to begin with. Now all we know him as is a person that shows up in Jess and Trish's life. I, like, I don't know anything about him other than that, and that he's a veteran of some war. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I would um, kind of agree with, with Jess. I didn't want to say it kind of earlier in the series, when he was introduced, that was the first couple of episodes, but he was one of my favourite characters in the show at that point. And obviously I didn't want to say that to you guys. I didn't want to say, oh, he was one of my favourite characters. He'd be like, was? 
Like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I actually really like the turn that the character takes, because I think it it keeps him interesting. Yeah, had there been a few more episodes to build Mm. up, I would have been been on it. But, yeah, for me... But then again, I binge-watched it as well, mm-hmm. and I think I, certain things kind of got lost for me, or I found slightly annoying that things kept happening. Mm-hmm. I, I, if I just spaced it out, maybe I, I, yeah, it wouldn't have looked all, like, rushed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's how it felt to me, that it, they sort of, yeah, rushed a little bit. I mean... Oh, I don't want to say anything else, because I'll ruin it now. <laughs> <laughs> You're like... Argh. Yeah, we honestly world, don't yes. know. We honestly don't know what his fate is at the end of this episode, and but mm-hmm. it sounds to me, you guys are saying that there's more to come. So, <laughs> on a Daredevil character, so it's it, it, yeah, watered down, a watered down version of the character that he appears in Daredevil. Yeah, don't say anything more. No, 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 I'm stopping there. <laughs> we don't want to ruin that he eventually becomes Stilt Man, okay? Um, so what happens in the next scene oh where were we oh so uh, oh I was going to say something else about Simpson I can't oh so the other thing I was going to say was um, with Simpson I think this is keeping the character interesting because I think if he was just this guy who had kind of survived like Kilgrave's through all, like you said, Robin, and was just kind of a hanger-on with Jess, um, Jess and Trish, I think his character would have been quite dull, but I do wish they had kind of spaced out this twist with him, because I feel like that's kind of what happens with Malcolm, um, although we haven't obviously seen him that much, but I feel like his storyline peaking where it has, with obviously him becoming sober, I mean, yeah. obviously, some other stuff might happen, but it it I, I, I it meant that I found the character a lot less interesting from this point on, as in terms with Malcolm. So, yeah. and I'd always much rather a character was interesting than dull, even if I hate the character. So, I love the character of Simpson, but he's not one of my favourite characters. I think he's very interesting, though. I love the. I love the the kind of sparring between, or the relationship, the sparring between him and Jess. I think it's really interesting. Uh, Matt and Mel, are you still there? Yes. Oh, cool. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, in the next scene, um, we have uh, Jessica in bed. The doorknob rattles. Uh, her mum and dad and brother enter and saying, we're going on vacation. And then all of a sudden, oh, no, we have bloody faces. Rah! And it's a dream. That was um, yeah. a bit creepy, and also I was a bit like, eh, I don't like it when it's like, oh, I had a dream. Oh, scary. I always, I don't know, it was a bit American Horror Story. <laughs> I didn't feel like it fit in with this, this show. Well, I thought he, he, little little bloody Philip was pretty scary. Little bloody Philip. That was the only thing they could do to kind of show her guilt. Yeah. The kind of, oh, it was a dream. Yeah. What should have happened is a giant Game Boy should have come in through the door and started <laughs> all over the place. What do you call it, Jessica? Just giant yellow Game Boy. <laughs> Jessica, blood. Oh, Why'd you throw me? It's your fault. Make it right. <laughs> then she has to like, go and buy a Game Boy, put it and glue it back together, and that's what makes it right. <laughs> 
So then we see that there's some news showing a hostage situation in New York. So we think, oh, okay, so might be showing up later because it's and like just keep showing it. And yeah, keep, and it's like remember this showing. audience. <laughs> um, I'm like, I think something's going to happen. Then yeah. It's like this hostage negotiator, and you're like, oh, okay. It's like Chekhov's hostage negotiation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you're like, well, that's going to show up in the third act. Then Jessica watches her neighbours with the binoculars, and we have a great quote, which I won't say. Um, and then we get the breakfast scene where she joins Kilgrave for breakfast, mm. and she starts to talk to him a little bit about his parents, and actually she manages to get a taped confession about uh, him killing Hope. And then we have the scene with Mrs. Elizabeth DeLuca. What did you oh, guys... Mrs. Melanie DeLuca? That's what no, I mean. it was Elizabeth. Oh. Yeah, sorry, Mel. I was trying yeah. to make it happen. Oh, sorry. <laughs> because I thought she sounded a lot like you. Oh, <gasps> Jessica! <laughs> That's you, Jessica? Like? Is that what it sounds like? Exactly. It is when you do your Kilgrave impression. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honestly, that's it. Play it. Watch it again when she's off camera calling for Jesse. It just sounded like this sounds like the whole uh, Kilgrave impression. It's really funny. <laughs> we haven't had Mel do your impression of of saying Jessica yet because our guest Jess will be like, "What?" <laughs> just talk about Jessica. <laughs> you have to save it for later. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Do it now. This, I mean, Miss Mr. Luca. Mrs. Luca. I mean, she is the worst. She's horrible. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. When she starts going, oh, like, I, I knew something bad would happen. It's like, yeah. I think this is like the one time that you're glad Kilgrave can do what he yeah. does. Like, yeah, she's a bitch. But I like. I mean, he doesn't make her do anything horrible. Like he could have really hurt, obviously, Mrs. Deluca. But instead, he just makes her admit how it would, why she lies, and then how it would make her feel if someone did that to her. Which is an interesting way, because it means that she's obviously confronting it, and in a way is apologising to Jessica as well. Um, he does obviously physically hurt her later when he give, makes her into a suicide bomber, but um, I, I thought that was quite interesting that, you know, he obviously knows that she's saying something horrible, that, you know, she's being horrible to Jessica, um, but he doesn't really go for violence, like, why don't you cut your tongue out or something? I don't know. So, then this is where Kilgrave goes to touch Jessica, and this is when she kind of freaks out a bit, and we get the confrontation about Kilgrave raping Jessica, and this is when he, he does his defence, which is how he's staying in five-star hotels and eating the best food, rape, which just shows that he has oh. no idea what he's talking about. Yeah. Like, no morals whatsoever. It's, oh, it's I showed you a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's classic date rape excuses. Oh. Oh, it's horrible. We're hearing a lot of this kind of thing coming up at the moment in the defence for, like, the Bill Cosby um, trial, you know? Oh, yeah. Where people true. are saying, well, he hasn't oh. been tried yet. And it's like, he's admitted that he bought quaaludes to drug women, you know, into having sex. Like, and then there's been a lot of, I've seen some videos where he's been defended by people saying, well, they didn't have to drink it. It's like, seriously? Oh, it's, yeah, it's insane. Um... We get a great line where, which I'm going to say, I'm sorry if it's something. Did they know that it was there? Like, <laughs> you should just never drink anything. You should be like uh, David Bradley in uh, in um, The World's End 
uh, where he just drinks out of a curly straw, everything, so he doesn't ever get drunk. He just has a little curly straw he carries around with him. <laughs> um, and Kilgrave says, I once told a man to go screw himself. Can you even imagine? Um, and an early bit of trivia. In the trivia, they said that this... Um, obviously, we, we don't see it, but it's kind of similar to a thing that happens in the comic books Preacher. I don't know if you guys have read Preacher, um, where a character has a similar power to Kilgrave, and he tells a he tells a man to go fuck himself, and he does. Yes. And ends up in hospital. <laughs> so it kind of is a similar thing. Yeah. Which I don't know if that will be in the TV show or not. We'll have to wait and see the Preacher. Yes, I thought that sounded familiar. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty pretty horrible. Uh, then Kilgrave um, gets the USB out and says that he'll show her what his parents put him through. So, what do you guys think about this reveal of little little Kilgrave? I like I like that the video of him uh, getting the tests done on him when he was a kid is all edited. Mm-hmm. There's cuts. There's close-ups. Yeah. There's shots from the behind. Exactly. That would <laughs> be my first thing. That would have been my first thing I would have thought is like, this has been edited. Like, what's been cut out of this? Hmm. Um, what about Which the Which is Kilgrave in Adobe Premiere trying to make a pilot of a TV? It's Kilgrave's audition yeah. tape to join the X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> To me, I was almost, I almost couldn't buy that it was actually, my third was done too, and, I don't know, just because of the editing, I guess, that's why I didn't buy it. <laughs> Were you guys really upset, um, Robin, um, Jess, Matt and Mel, I'm going to ask you an important question, were you upset at the, about the reveal that his name is not Zebediah Kilgrave, his name is Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> It's a lame name. Uh, That's his name in the video is Kevin. They say Kevin. Kevin Kilgrave. Well, I don't know about Kilgrave. Exactly. That's what Robin Robin messaged me with a picture of just uh, the mum from Home Alone going, Kevin! Oh. (laughs) Kevin, you're the first That was the the joke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you mentioned it last week, didn't you, Robin? I yeah, I didn't want to spoil Matt and Mel, but we were talking about it in messaging. Yeah. About but different character names that we have to get on the show, and I was like, oh, you're missing somebody. But we need to find a Kevin. <laughs> I didn't want to say. But yeah, it's, um, it's one of the things... It. <laughs> it's one of the things where, again, it, it makes him more pathetic. And I'm not saying Kevin is a pathetic name. Apologies to any Kevins out there. But, um, like... <laughs> the fact that he's obviously, his name is either Kevin Kilgrave, which is a real comic book name, and he's chosen to go by Kilgrave, or he's just made it up himself. So he's just made up this name to sound more badass than he actually is, which just makes him even more pathetic. But I love that about the character. I love the patheticness of him. Uh, so, yeah, so we'll have to be on Kevin watch now. So the video shows him going through some really horrific experiments, and he says that his parents turned him into a freak through brain biopsies and cerebral spinal fluid extractions. Um, Then Kilgrave turns on the TV, and, oh, we're watching hostage negotiation. I wonder if that's going to be anything. 
Um, <laughs> so Jessica at this point realizes that no one except his parents know that he exists, and he confirms that they left him when he was ten. And then I really feel like just calling him Kevin, by the way, for the rest of this episode now. So Jessica wonders if Kevin is the uh, the way he is uh, because no one ever taught him to be good. And this is where she gets the German idea <laughs> and takes him to the hostage um, hostage uh, scene. This is also where we get the quote about Alva and Laurent. I don't know if that's anyone's quote. Shall I say it? I don't have one. Oh, okay. So this is one. this is where... Uh, Kilgrave tells, says to Alvin Laurent, if I'm not back in two hours, please remove the skin from each other's faces. And they just kind of look at each other like, oh, please be back in two hours, Jeff. Um, yeah. So at the hostage scene, Kilgrave uses his Jedi mind tricks to get straight through to the, uh, the actual scene. And I like this because it's almost like a little proto-defenders. It's almost like if these two teamed up, like Jessica and Kilgrave, if they were both working for good, you know, they would just go to the scene and they would sort things out and then just disappear again. So they managed to stop the, the man from killing anyone. Uh, however, Kilgrave almost gets him to kill himself, as he says, the man's insane, he'll never be productive. So instead of Kilgrave um, allowing the, or instead of Kilgrave making this guy, I think his name's Chuck, isn't it? Chuck. <laughs> Chuck the hostage person instead of making him uh, (laughs) cousin Marvin Berry oh dear Uh, so Jessica makes him hand himself (laughs) over to them Um, Kilgrave and Jessica get back to the house luckily uh, there are no faces lying on the floor so it's within two hours which is good and Kilgrave uh, commands that he wants cake and then Kilgrave (laughs) seems to have a new purple cake Purple velvet cake. Is that a thing? Ooh. Yeah, you put, like, purple food colouring instead of red food colouring. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Purple food colouring. Grape cake. Is there a grape cake? There's a grape ape. There's a what? (laughs) Grape ape. You could put put Kool-Aid, um, Kool-Aid powder in, uh, the cake frosting or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Grape cool oh I can never imagine what grape Kool Aid tastes like though. It sounds horrible. It was funny though because I, I was uh, as I was watching it, I wrote down these are not the droids you're looking for. He's just going up to the, <laughs> the police <laughs> officer and then and then all of a sudden he's says that uh, Obi Wan quote. So oh, oh, that's funny. I, w- I really wish they didn't call that out and just left it as a as an Easter egg. I know. Like, oh, they really? Sh- they I wish they had just said the yeah, they said the line, I was like, that's Star Wars! And then she's like, Obi-Wan, and I was like, damn it, why'd you have to call it? <laughs> he said it's much cooler, and I was like, hmm. Yeah. Maybe in that V-neck, David Tennant. Just saying. Um, <laughs> love that yeah, Obi-Wan wore some V-necks, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, you, and, you and Obi-Wan did, I'm sure he did. You and Obi-Wan. I'm looking up pictures now. Um, so Kilgrave has a new, seems to have a new joie de vivre, and he's like, oh, I, I can be a hero. How many lives I, um, will I have to save to get back to zero? And Jessica's like, um, that's not how it works, dog. You know, you, you, it's still bad to kill people. And then Kilgrave declares that he can't be a hero without Jessica. And this is when she panics and has to go and think for a bit. And this is when we get the flashback of little Jessica in the car uh, and the death by Game Boy. 
<laughs> yes, bye, Game Boy. So, were you... I, I Actually, one of the things I will say is I did... Um, I did really look at the truck that they obviously crash into because I was like, I wonder if there's like a logo on the back or anything. Like we had the um, the logo in Daredevil, which was Rand Industries for the the one that um, blinded Matt, but I couldn't see anything. Uh, it's not in my Easter eggs either. LexCorp. LexCorp, whatever. It will make uh, Jessica become bored as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. After the flashback, uh, Jessica arrives at Trish's and tells her all about living with Kilgrave. And um, we find out that Trish keeps alcohol on hands uh, for Jessica. Um, and then Jessica asks Trish what she would do in Jessica's um, Jessica's position. What do you what What would you guys do? Mm. Kill him. <laughs> but then Hope will will go to prison. Oh no! After he. Uh says that he, after she gets the con- confession out of him, then, then kill him. After she gets the confession? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so you're, basically, <laughs> so you're basically a more patient Simpson. Yes. Slightly. Slightly more patient. 5% more patient. Yeah. <laughs> Matt and Mel, what would you She starts talking about it to Trish. He's got such horrific powers, you know, mm-hmm. that he could really used terribly, you know, against... Uh, he could, If he wanted to, he could just take over the world. He could. Why hasn't yeah. he done that? Infinity, uh, the Marvel Infinity boring, probably. Very, will be very short, because he would just go up to Thanos and go, hey, <laughs> yeah. give me those Infinity Stones. And Thanos would go, here you go. And that Oi, Thanos! Oi, Thanos! Thanos! Infinity Stones! <laughs> Get back here, Thanos! <laughs> I want to see him bossing Thanos around. That would be amazing. <laughs> oh, so like this. we get we get we get the idea from this that that Trish would do uh, would be sort of the martyr and stay with Kilgrave and all this, but she doesn't want to say that's Jessica because she doesn't want Jessica to do that. Meanwhile, Jerry. Um, gets a blackmail email from Wendy, which is awesome. I love it. I, I just love Wendy, like, blackmailing Jerry. Uh, so Jerry uh, texts Jessica to get dirt on Wendy now. In the next scene, Alva and Laurent, poor Alva and Laurent, are looking for Jessica, and they're really looking, and they're not allowed to close their eyes. And this, of course, with David Tennant in it, oh. just reminded me of Doctor Who being like, don't blink, blink and you're dead. From Doctor Who, episode Blink. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but he's like, I, you can't close your eyes until she gets back. I don't want you to, to miss her. And it's like, oh. yeah. You know, the the cool thing is, like, um, the last scene with uh, Jessica and Kilgrave, like, he seems like, like, it's coming off that he's almost like he could use his powers for good if he's got direction. You know, what he's done in the past is pretty much unforgivable. Mm -hmm. Uh, But maybe maybe Jess can somehow steer him the right way because maybe he doesn't know... Like, he knows better, but, like, I don't know. Maybe he just was, like, it's all he's known is be complete fucking asshole evil. Mm. Um, and maybe Jessica can teach him to be good, because, uh, yeah. But then, like, we come to this scene without Jessica in the room, and Kilgrave is, I mean, is just treating them like objects again. He's mm-hmm. just, uh, 
being completely cold again. The so. problem with like the problem with the plan of maybe trying to teach him too is that he would have to want to change himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the most important thing. He's not interested in changing himself, really. Well, because he doesn't he think he needs Jessica. to. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. doesn't think he needs yeah. to change. He's just like yeah, you know, um, calling. Calling back to Home Alone again, he should just wait till Christmas Eve where good deeds count for double. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he needs to like go go right. and uh, stand under the tree in um, Madison Square Gardens while Christmas Star or whatever plays, and then his mom can come and fight him again. Oh, Kevin. <laughs> it always comes back to Home Alone, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> everything goes to Home Alone. Um, so yeah, Jessica gets back and she's brought takeout for dinner. Um, and then she says that he was right. And she invites Alva and Laurent to eat with them just to drug them. Sorry, um, we didn't talk about the hilarious texts that, uh, uh, Kilgrave was sending to oh, Jerry. Yes, so, yes. Yeah. So, yes. Bitches, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's but that's bitch. interesting, though, because now, now Kilgrave knows this, and you know that's going to end up coming back on, on, on her, you know, somehow. Yeah. yeah um, I should just mention to the listeners, our guest Jess is not being very, very quiet. It's just that Mel took her out with a sniper rifle. Yep. Uh, actually, no, Skype took her out, so um, hopefully she will be back on a bit later in the episode. Damn you, Skype. So, do you I guys think... think, I think oh, go on, Robin. I'm sorry. I just wanted to finish my thought. It was just uh, the fact that Hogarth, you know, is unwittingly talking to the person that can make this shit happen for, for her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's interesting that maybe there's a, there's a line of dialogue opened up here. Of course, you know, it's kind of broken by what happens at the end, but... I don't. I don't know how long that's going to last. So. Mhm. Well, we'll see. Maybe he'll he'll bless um, Hogarth with his powers, which is what she wants. Mm. Prediction time. I think. Uh, <laughs> I, I I think she's going to have Kilgrave in the cell. She's going to bring Hogarth to get a statement from her, him confessing to her, and he's going to ask for her, and then he's going to say, "Listen, I'm going to. I can do for you what Jessica can't." And uh, that's the way the plot's going to go. Then she's going to break him out. Jerry's going to break him out? Yep. I don't know if Jerry would do that, because that's pretty dangerous. But she doesn't give a shit about people. Well, they, they basically would be, like, a, a nice couple, wouldn't they? Jerry and uh, Kilgrave, because neither of them give a shit, except for one person. And themselves. Yeah. yeah. That's going to come true. Just... Sorry I predicted the rest of the series. Well, you, you haven't, so it's fine. Uh, because you're completely wrong. Or are you? Or am I? <laughs> so, what do you guys think about um, Jessica basically just drugging... Um, to, I mean, she just manages to just drug um, Kilgrave with the, the Sepentinel um, just by doing a distraction by drugging Alva and Laurent. It's pretty ballsy. Yeah. It's amazing. I, I love it. like, yes! I just, a fist moment. And there's a so great she, quote, she, I won't say. She didn't drug his, but she did drug theirs? She didn't drug his. Because she, okay. I mean, oh, well, I guess she could have, but I don't think she drugged it with Sufentanil because she says you can't ingest Sufentanil. I think she just drugged it with something to knock them out, yeah. maybe. Um, and then while he's distracted, that's when she uh, injects him with the Sufentanil. 
But she, I mean, she had to be quick because if she didn't get away with this, then. Well, it also knocks him out, though. So what is the di- like when he wakes up? Do his powers not work? Because no, when he's under subentinol, um then his powers don't work. So even if he's well, like, because he's unconscious, can you just yeah, make him I, unconscious? I think anyway? even if he's coming out of it, then his powers wouldn't work. Whereas if he had a concussion or something, long? if he's coming out of the concussion, then his powers would work. I don't know. Oh, okay. They just know it's I'm one sure of everybody things, in Hell's Kitchen knows. We just don't right now. <laughs> yeah. Just like everybody knows about his powers, how long they last. Yeah, there's certain times uh, you know, everybody but, but, knows it. <laughs> and, and what if he talks in his sleep? Matt, you ever thought about that? Mm. <laughs> oh, my God, the things he would say. <laughs> That's really terrifying. So Jessica grabs um, the laptop and carries Kilgrave outside, and then she's immediately attacked by Hank. And for a moment, when I first saw this episode, I thought, oh, she might actually convince Hank to let her go. Because he might be like, yeah, my boss is an arsehole. I don't know if you guys thought that, but he's immediately shot by Simpson and Simpson's new little team. Um, Simpson wants to kill Kilgrave, but Jessica runs and then she flies! <laughs> and their reaction is like, up, up, away! I mean, she pretty much, she flies, pretty much. It's amazing. My jaw just hit the floor when that happened. That was amazing. I honestly never thought we would see Jessica Jones fly in this series. <laughs> which is where, obviously, we don't see her flying through the air carrying David Tennant, which would be hilarious, but... Oh, yeah. That would be in the beginning of the next week's episode, I'm sure. Yeah, she flies so past the plane together. and waves at them, you know. Can then, you uh, read my mind? <laughs> oh, God. I want her to fly Superman style, like in a gr- like green screen. What were they yeah. holding hands? <laughs> holding hands with Kilgrave and they're flying. Yes. <laughs> and Kilgrave reciting poetry over over it. <laughs> Can you read my mind? Sure. Is it me you're thinking of? Oh. Can you read my mind, Jessica? Hey, Jessica. So then, Mrs. Deluca appears and says. Hi, are you uh, uh, Simpson? And uh, and then he's like, yeah. And she goes, oh, well, Kilgrave asked me to give you this. What did you guys think at this point? <laughs> this is a way to end the episode. Kaboom! <laughs> Run away! You guys surprised that they turned Mrs. DeLuca into a suicide bomber? And particularly that after the explosion clues, we see her arm lying there. I was like, oh, and her, and her uh, intestines. I was like, oh, gross. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it. I was trying to make make sense of what we were seeing in that last frame, though. Like, I think Simpson's laying right in front of the camera, you know, with maybe a piece of a shard of glass in him or something. Yeah, he's got shot glass. Um, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it takes out the car next to them too. Yeah. No. Well, this is it. If they oh. took out the house and the gas main, it probably would have taken out like some other people. I would have imagined. So, you know. Mm. But anyway, that is the episode. So, Jessica's flying through the air while Mrs. DeLuca and uh, and Simpson have blown up. Do you think Simpson's dead? Uh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Just because of what Jess and I have been discussing? Sure. Mm, okay. Yeah, we'll just say that. He should be dead, though, because he was so close to the explosion. What if the arm that was on the ground was his arm, and he's now going to get an awesome robot arm like the Winter Soldier? Well, good for him, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to just turn him into a supervillain, I think. Mm, Maybe. The Claw. (laughs) Yeah, his new name, The Claw. 
Okay, so in this episode, we didn't get any nicknames for Robin because she was not in it. Sorry, Robin. Um, but we did get the episode title a couple of times, which was pretty cool. Um, when uh, Kilgrave asked, what would Jessica do? Very gentle ding you today. Uh, so, now it's time for Easter eggs. Are you guys hungry? I just ate. Well, no Easter eggs for you, Matt. Put your fingers in your ears, please. Okay. Well, you can have... Because you can through your ears. <laughs> yeah, Matt, Matt ingests ear his ears. Well, he, uh, he ingests audio uh, Easter eggs through his ears. Okay, so the... Um, <laughs> So one of the ones that Den of Geek wrote, they said that when Jessica's saying to Kilgrave, you know, he's he's got a lot of power, he should be helping people, is a play on with great power comes great responsibility, obviously from Spider-Man, which I think is a bit of a stretch, but okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, an alias issue Spider-Man. 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 Um, in Alias Issue 22, it was revealed that Jessica had a little brother, Phil, so he's, he's from the comics. In the show, uh, her dad is a mechanic, but in the comics, he worked for Tony Stark. Um, in the comics as well, the family name, or her family name, was Jessica Campbell rather than Jones. It got changed after her family died and she was adopted, but not, not by Trish's mum. Um, the dad's name is Brian, and the, her mum is Alyssa. Uh, Brian, uh, the name is probably from Brian Michael Bendis, who is the creator of Jessica Jones. And his real-life wife is called Alyssa, which is why his fictional wife is also called Alyssa. Um, uh, this episode also makes it clear that Kilgrave did rape Jessica, whereas in the comics it was purely psychological rather than physical. I've mentioned that before. Um, the Kilgrave origin in the comics is very tied in with the Cold War, so obviously it was changed for the show, so we've seen a little bit of it, and we might go into it more later. And lastly, Jessica flying at the end of this episode means that she is the first Marvel character to fly, or sorry, Marvel Cinematic Universe character to fly under her own power, except for Vision, but he's like a robot, so he doesn't count. Because Iron Man, War Machine, and Falcon all have tech that helps them fly, um, and Thor throws his, spins his hammer around really fast, and that's what helps him to fly. But I, I didn't think she was flying. I thought she just jumped real high. No, she flew. She flies in the comics. Oh, she flew. She I thought flew. she said. I thought she said in an earlier episode that she can't fly. She just jumps really high. I think she's being modest. Hmm. Maybe she lied. She wants it. She wants right. it to be a surprise. So we see this episode and go, oh, yay! Hmm. Oh, well, that, oh, go I don't understand why she wasn't flying everywhere then. Because <laughs> <laughs> it would it would probably bring a lot of attention to her because people would be like, oh look, it's Iron Man. Wait, that's not Iron Man. Who the hell is that? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I would be more than like <laughs> you would don a pink wig and a white leotard and fly around. No, I just fly around as I am. <laughs> That's true. I mean, we... But what if you can't fly without the leotard? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Leotard-powered flight. Yeah. I'm sure there's... I mean, I'm sure if we sat and thought about it, though, there might be some uh, parts of the series so far where Jessica had to get to somewhere at, at a certain time and... Probably should have flown. Should have probably flown. Probably. probably. But I can't yeah. think about it right now. It'll probably be in the Defenders series, you know, 
poor Daredevil has to do his parkour over all the rooftops and Jessica just whizzes by. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, yeah, it's <laughs> like just Matt Murdock and, and Luke Cage and Iron Fist are all like, oh. <laughs> I'm sure when she's flying, it doesn't make any noise. She could just, like, when she finds Kilgrave outdoors like she did earlier, she could just fly up, swoop in down behind him, scoop him up, and inject him with fentanyl. What if she can only fly by farting really loudly? Because her little brother did say she was in a room farting, so it is really noisy. So when she's flying past, she's like... <laughs> what about I that, Matt? That. You didn't think of that. That'd be, that'd be great. If it was, if if, it, if her flying had to do with the power of physics, then I would buy it. Mm. If she, she just says really powerful farting. <laughs> that would make more she's sense methane. if she can just fly. Methane-powered. She's methane-powered. Anyways, what I'm saying is somebody... Somebody give me the power to fly so I can use it, you know, how it should be used. <laughs> I have a evil, however Matt wants to use it. Um, okay, so do we have any quotes, guys? Oh, so many. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going first. I probably have a quote to match every one of your quotes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go but. first with a quote. Most of mine are from Kilgrave because he's awesome, uh, which is, oh, how do people live like this? day after day, just hoping people are going to do what you want. It's unbearable. Mm-hmm. I love it. Love it. <laughs> Robin, do you want to go next? Uh, I'll just start at the beginning of all the quotes I have, oh, and I'll say, <laughs> welcome home, Jessica Jones. Uh, Matt? I have. Well, I'm going to have to ask you to say that in cash. Yeah, I love that one. <laughs> That one's so good. Nice. I have that one as well. Uh, Mel? Where's your sister? Farting in her room? Mel? <laughs> See? Exactly. Uh, I have to do the one which is, what would Jessica do? Which obviously is the title. But it's great. Robin? I can't get her to wear a dress for the life of me. I'll wear one to your funeral. Yeah. <laughs> oh, please have that pay off. Please, Jessica Jones series. <laughs> so while there's the funeral, the Brett funeral, and there's Brett's mum crying with her cigars, the funeral next to it is, is Jessica in a long purple cocktail dress. <laughs> yep. Kevy Kilgrave. <laughs> Kevy Kilgrave. Any other quotes? Yeah. Yes. What if, it's, what if Kevin is short for Z- Zedediah or Zebediah? Zebediah? How would Kevin be short yeah. for Zebediah? Kevin? Kevin Zebediah Kilgrave. Kevin. Or no, Zebediah, Zebediah. Maybe, maybe, no. No, wait, maybe Zebediah <laughs> short for Kevin. <laughs> His name's Zebediah Kevin Kilgrave. They went with a really normal middle name. Or vice versa. That would be hilarious. Our son's called Kevin. Well, that's quite normal. Well, his middle name's Zebediah, so there. Uh, Alright, I have two more quotes Okay, I'll just do two more I'll I'll limit it to that The first one is Jessica uh, Trippy psycho drama bullshit Nightmare Barbie's dream house bullshit Yeah, I love (laughs) that one as well And uh, the final one I have is First step in heroism Don't be a prick (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, I love it Um, Okay so now we have feedback. We have a voicemail from Moira, who got it in on time this week. Hooray! Hooray for Zombie you. Moira. Zombie Moira's back. Yay! So. Hello, Defenders Podcast. Now this episode, what would Jessica do? This one, I loved 
unlike the last one, which I did send you feedback on, but I sent it late because, um, <laughs> well, it was my excuse. I was away, I was on holiday, I had catching up to do, yeah, la, yeah, yeah, wah, wah, wah. So, yeah, I didn't love last week's that much, but this one was just awesome because it didn't quite go the way I thought it would at all. Um, it was less claustrophobic than I thought it would feel. It was more... What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Mel, stop. Seriously. Mel, stop. I can't help it. I'm trigger happy. <laughs> Do we have the end of it? Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I killed right. her good now. She's dead. No, she's dead. It's terrifying. Okay. I think it's going to start at the beginning, but I turned my stupid auto lock off, but for some reason I turned it back on again, so here we go. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> More interesting watching huh. uh, watching Jessica uh, puzzle him out and learn more about Kelgrave. And actually, the scenes of him as a boy were horrifying. His parents are freaks. They're monstrous freaks. Oh, my God. How could you do that to your own child? That's just sick. They didn't even put anesthetic in, and they're sticking a needle supposedly in the cerebral spinal fluid. Not to mention the fact I don't even think they cleaned the skin first. That was just disgusting. <laughs> um, anyway, this was just really good. And and, uh, um, and anyway, I loved it that she came back, and then she, she just injects him with this fentanyl yet again. Ha-ha. So this is really cool. Um, <laughs> I, I keep thinking that, uh, that Simpson is a little bit like, oh, God, what was... What was Buffy's boyfriend name? Um, right. You know, in season four, the guy named right. whatever. <laughs> For some reason, uh, Simpson was reminding me of him in, in as much as Jessica is like the Buffy. She's just going ahead and doing the kick-ass stuff she needs to do, and, and the other guy's kind of standing helplessly on the side, not really able to do much of anything. It was just kind of funny to me. Anyway, and I like the... Uh, I like the the way Kilgrave, you know, he just, he has no moral center, whatever, whatsoever, I mean, and the only way he knows to get through life is by manip- manipulating everybody around him. It was just, yeah, it was just cool to watch, and I like that Jessica went back to Trish, that that's her go-to person, that's her person. If you're a, a Grey's Anatomy fan, you understand what I mean by that. They are each other's person, I like that. <laughs> so, uh, I love this one. This was awesome. I, yeah, I really, really like this one. So, I'm going to give this one, um... I know. Sound exceptionally dry eyeballs. <laughs> Until next time. Bye. Thanks, Bye. Moira. I'm glad that Mel didn't get. <laughs> I just think about the eyeballs. Like, can you imagine the noise when they go to like close their eyes? Finally, it's like like sandpaper. <laughs> yeah, real crunchy and horrible. Uh, so we have some emails. Uh, do you guys? Does anyone want to read an email? Uh, we have... Yeah, I'd be happy to, whatever. We have one from Nutty. Nutty was obviously so excited um, that she has sent us emails for every single episode that we have yet to cover. So we have uh, emails from all the remaining ones, but this is the one she sent us for this week. There you go. Oh, uh, Robin, you can if you want. Oh, all right. Uh, oh, Nutty sent ahead, huh? That's funny. Yeah, she's done uh, the entire all right. series. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Hello, Defenders. Sorry I haven't sent feedback. I just couldn't till I saw the whole series. Sorry, noobs, but opinion spoiler, it's awesome. I think you already knew that. 
I love this episode. I love the idea of morality here, how Jiska thinks of what Trish would do and how she's her moral compass. But in the end, does what Jessica would do, and I love how she played it. Kilgrave is smart. He's always able to bend people to his will just by controlling others. I love how he doesn't think he's ever done anything wrong, how he doesn't think of what he did to Jessica and others as rape. This just goes back to me saying how real the show is when it comes to topics like this. So many actual rapists and abusers don't see what they have done as rape. It's gross to look at from the outside, but as they say, everyone is the hero of their own story. Mm. <laughs> I'm having a big problem with Simpson. It's something my husband said when watching the show, and the more I watch, the more I agree. Simpson reminds us of my brother-in-law. This weekend, when I Skyped home to the family during the holidays, my brother-in-law stepped into the frame and said a few things. I turned to my husband and said, why is Officer Simpson in my mom's house? (laughs) It's really weird when people on TV remind you of people in real life. I'd share this with him if I thought he'd watch anything related to comics, but as it is, he didn't even see Avengers or really know what that movie is. Sigh. (laughs) Nuchus. Awesome. We need to get him on the podcast. Yeah. He can be uh, another guest. He can be a noob. He can be a noob. (laughs) So we have another email from Heidi. Mel, do you want to read this one? Or Matt? You can tell Matt to read it if you want, Mel, and point your gun at him. Oh, my knee. (laughs) (laughs) I can't read it. (laughs) Can I just send it? Yeah, I get, I got it now. Oh, cool. It starts um, with, hey guys! I will say it exactly like that. Hey guys! <laughs> <laughs> First thing, oh, no, wait. I see, maybe Matt should read. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she see the wordies. <laughs> I've seen things here and there saying, just wait until you get to episode eight. Oh, people have been spoiling you. So here we go! Mm. <laughs> I can suspend disbelief that Kilgrave could get all the furniture in the posters, but what about the family pictures? So he has basically taken her one way to remember... No. Wait. Yeah? So it has basically taken her one way to remember? So, he has basically taken her one way to remember who she is away from her since she's always said the street names. I don't understand the sentence. Because he, it's like the way that Jessica's kind of always had to bring herself back to herself when she's having like a panic attack or something is the remembering that house. But now he's kind of taken it away from her because the memories associated with it will be kind of uh, tainted by yeah by him now. Sorry, the oh, sentence structure just confuses me. <laughs> that's an interesting way to think of it, though. I like that. Yeah, he's got to own everything in her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, don't take it out on the dress. That dress did nothing wrong. (laughs) Except be really sparkly. And purple. (laughs) Hawkeye would have loved that dress. He loves a bit of purple. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't want to dull my senses with all that alcohol with Kilgrave around. Uh, Yeah, what did you guys think of, like, her sense of, like, she seemed to feel pretty safe despite being around Kilgrave. She seemed to be pretty sure that he wouldn't do anything to her. Maybe she just doesn't care about her own... Her own she doesn't care anymore, do you think? Self, yeah. I think she's kind of getting to her... I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I won't say anything else. Okay. 
Wow, Kilgrave really is the absolute opposite of Jessica. She feels regret for deaths she didn't actually cause, and he doesn't think he's ever killed anyone. Mm-hmm. He's a gypsy Jessica- killer. Yeah. Jessica's parents had loud fouts. Jessica's parents had loud fights? What a weird thing for the nosy neighbor to bring up. Oh, well, I guess Kilgrave noticed, too. Ugh, it's all about that neighbor. Mm-hmm. All about her. Oh, yep. She's the worst. Yep. I hope they're not trying to make Kilgrave sympathetic by showing us his rotten childhood. I'm really confused at this point how I'm supposed to feel about Kilgrave. However you God, want to Heidi. <laughs> Yeah. Don't, don't, let him, don't let him control you, Heidi. <laughs> and then she says, okay, Kilgrave's Jedi mind trick was pretty awesome. <laughs> for her, she's gone. Yeah, we've lost Heidi. Oh, no. <laughs> she always liked the bad boys. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure who is, who, who is playing who here. Is Jessica playing Kilgrave and getting him to do good or is Kilgrave playing Jessica by getting her to think that she can turn him good? Yes! I am so glad she wasn't fooled by all that hero garbage. <laughs> if she's not going to kill him, I have no idea what she's going to do with him. Yeah. Oh, nosy neighbor paid the price. I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> that was a really good episode. What? Sorry? I, I said I don't think anyone did. I didn't when oh. she just suddenly blew up. I was like, oh. Yeah, it was pretty random. That was a really good episode. I wasn't really invested in the little brother storyline. If we get more about it, maybe I'll appreciate it more. Until next time, Heidi. Thanks, Heidi. Yeah. And then I see her her whole feedback again, and I was going to start reading it, but I was like, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Awesome. So, I should say, unfortunately, our guest, Jess, has been lost. She flew away into the sky. Um, uh, through Skype, yeah. Skype is apparently refusing to even let her go into it, so, uh, but she has sent me her Maybe story. if I shoot, maybe if I shoot her down, she'll come back. <laughs> don't, don't have such a bloodlust her. She'll have such a bloodlust. <laughs> I don't like, Matt, you need, you need to watch out. <laughs> <laughs> the blood Moira, <laughs> Moira was resurrected stronger than ever. Yeah, my That's bullets true. are magical. Wow. <laughs> You fill them with your blood? Ooh, you've got regenerative, regenerative blood bullets or something? I do. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I don't know about that. No, it's not gross. You want this, Claire. You want this. Oh. <laughs> oh. I do want it. <laughs> so this is what uh, Jess um, said to rate the episode. She gave it an 8 out of 10 because the whole episode just gives you a round idea of Kilgrave and what kind of guy he is. And how he's so willing to manipulate innocent people with no guilt at all. What a dick! And then she said, thanks guys, and sorry about my Skype. Aww. Aww. It's not your fault. Yeah. It's Skype's fault. <laughs> it is Skype's fault. We do blame Skype. Maybe I should just shoot Skype. Yep. <laughs> no, not when we finish the episode, you can. Okay. Okay, so Robin, what would you like to rate this episode? Oh, man, this was a great episode. Uh, I, I kind of predicted in the last episode that this was going to be great because, you know, we every single time we get a Jessica and Kilgrave scene, I've been, you know, on the edge of my seat. And this episode pretty much had a like a full hour of that, except for, you know, little divergences to uh, what's going on with Hogarth and a little bit of uh, uh, swish sinking. Um, so... Uh, <sighs> I, I I loved it. I 
you just see like how completely uh, evil Kilgrave is, and mm-hmm. we also spend some great time with Jessica trying to figure out what her motives might be, um, whether she's completely given up, um, and then her struggling with uh, morality and what to do with Kilgrave, and then just man, what a freaking ending! I'm, I was like, <laughs> I was just blown away. No pun intended. <laughs> Oh, what do you mean, was. no pun intended? This it was. It was ready. totally intended. Yeah. <laughs> Boom! Uh, so, <laughs> uh, I gave it um, 10 out of 10 sunken swishes. <laughs> sunken swishes? Oh, of course, yeah. SS swish. Um, no. Uh, I also liked it. I will give it a 9 out of 10 bitches, right? <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed learning more about Kilgrave. Um, I'll give it 9 out of 10 drunken noodles. Aw, drunken noodles. Have you ever had that dish? No. Oh, I was, nice? worried. I was worried about that. Oh. <laughs> uh, I was worried about that. Well, I wanted people to get my reference. So it's not it's not your favorite episode. You still prefer the one, was it two weeks ago? Yeah. Um, your winner. The fact, that, the fact that they were in a house in this one location most of the time... I wasn't a big fan of that, but mm-hmm. yeah, I did enjoy the character interactions in the house. But. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to give it, I think, 9 out of 10. I really like this episode. Um, I like that uh, Kilgrove's real name is Kevin. I think that's hilarious. And I laughed about that a lot while watching Jessica <laughs> Jones and since. Um, I will just mention it to random friends of mine and just say Kevin. And then we just laugh because it's hilarious. Um <laughs> I like the ending. Um, I think that's that's a really good ending. I really missed um, Luke being in this episode. Um, and uh, so I kind of wish he'd been in it. Um, but I understand why he wasn't. But, yeah, I, I love this episode. I think Kristen Ritter and David Tennant are fantastic in it. So, yeah, 9 out of 10, I think. So... Yeah, a, uh, 9 uh, total. Um, second best episode of the series so far. Awesome. What was the best one? It's called Whiskey. It's called Whiskey. That was a 9.3. Nice. Okay, so here's where I would uh, thank our guest. I have thanked her, Jess, via Facebook, um, and she was very pleased to be on. I will um, put a note on the Facebook group as to where people can um, follow Jess because she does some really awesome illustrations. So hopefully you guys can check some of those out. Um, But here's also where I ask my hosts if you guys have been up to anything this week you want to plug. Really, I've been on staycation. Oh, <laughs> and uh, Matt and Mel. Uh, what we make: Terminator podcast, Hooplecast, Deadwood podcast, Twin Peaks pat, uh, podcast, a uh, Twin Peaks podcast. Are you guys excited? There might be a Deadwood movie. Yeah, I think they've been saying that for years. I don't know. Is it officially confirmed? Mm, I think it's confirmed that it's in the works. Whatever That's that means. Anything. It's Are you guys really excited that. Laura Dern is going to be stopping by Twin Peaks? That's just weird. Mm-hmm. Is that true? <laughs> it's, it's, Apparently. It's yeah. People think that she's going to play Diane. That's weird to me. I am excited then. <laughs> I feel like they're like like they're just getting rid of all mystery possible. Oh, you mean through casting announcements and stuff? Well, that no, just the Diane thing. I'm like, she's supposed to not be seen. Yeah, I don't want her to play Diane, but no. I, would, I would enjoy seeing her there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. Okay, so this is when we talk about next week's episode. So next week will be episode nine, known as AKA Sinbin. What do you guys think's gonna happen in Sinbin? 
I don't know what that is. Is that the same thing as a cum dumpster? I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> Maybe. Oh. Well, thanks, thanks again, folks. <laughs> uh, I'm not so dark. Uh, any uh, yeah. ideas? Where do you think Jessica's going to take uh, Kilgrave? To the sin bin. To the sin bin? So it's do just, you think we're going to start next episode where he's in that... That she put, she she puts him in a hermetically sealed uh, casino. <laughs> in a hermetically sealed casino. Yeah, she flies him all the way to Vegas. Yeah. Absolutely right. It's just him and a bunch of slot machines. And he's like, oh, they won't follow my orders. Oh, crap. It's like a jar-shaped casino. <laughs> well, we'll find out more about that next week when our guest will be Michael. Um, we haven't got Jess to take us up with an Excelsior, so who wants to? Mel, you can do your best impression of Kilgrave saying Excelsior. Or, 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 uh, or Jess's neighbor. Or Jess's neighbor. <laughs> I've got an impression of her neighbor. Okay. Kaboom! Oh! <laughs> Goodbye! Bye! <laughs> Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives, 3.0, Unported International License. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!